So, currently, I am in my room. Recently moved into a new apartment. And, of course, um, I'm just rambling to myself. Watching the news. Watching the um, fall of our society. Oh, that sounds a bit dramatic. But, like, in a sense, kind of witnessing the degradation or the like de evolution sorry okay so I've, I've had a little bit to drink um so my vocabulary will be lacking <laughs> um needless to say things have been pretty bad and I've been thinking a lot about how uh there's the conditioned responses that people give and in a sense we're all kind of conditioned to give certain um responses to things like if someone were to say my body my choice my conditioned response would be to say well it's not all your body <laughs> and it's you know i have a, i even have a conditioned emotional response to that um, just as they would have a conditional, they they would have a conditioned emotional response to me saying um, I'm pro-life. They'd be like, well, what about rape victims? It's like, well, okay, yeah, we can talk about that. But, uh, well, I'm getting off track. Anyways, I'm in my room, just chilling, having a little bit of, a little bit of mics, um, some of that harder mics, though. Stuff that's a bit stronger. And, like, a freaking giant can. It's pretty good stuff. Um, but then I was like, you know, whatever happened to that, like, weird podcast I started that was basically just supposed to be a little outlet for me to ramble to? Because, you know, I uh, often find myself rambling. Um, and the few times where people have heard me ramble, they say, wow, that's pretty interesting. And I don't really think it's that interesting, but I mean, I'm taking the quantity of times that people have said what I said, what I have had to say was interesting and I could be totally wrong, but just think, well, maybe, maybe it's something that should be recorded. Maybe it's something, you know, if not for other people, then just for myself to be able to look back on. Um, and also it's kind of a way to reach out and to see, you know, do other people overthink themselves to death? <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, uh, I guess this podcast would be kind of focused on current events and possibly deviating into ideological or political theories. More recently, uh, I'm in university studying um, to become a strategic intelligence uh, analyst or an an uh, intelligence analyst basically but I'm becoming more disenchanted with the idea of working for an intelligence agency because of just how deep the roots of lies go and I'm not a conspiracy theorist I mean there's so many different ideas and different theories as to what entity or what group of people um, sways 
our media, our bias, our presuppositions, our political elections. It's, it's, it's uh, the Illuminati. It's Satanists. I guess that's the same thing. Um, frick, I mean, I've been watching The Boys, and then that, uh, the collective, the church of the collective, whatever, the, Scient- the Scientology people. Um, and that series kind of reminds me of that one conspiracy theory where it's like, oh, the people who are into like Scientology and cosmic humanism, um, rings in Hollywood. Some people think it's a bunch of Russians working with Trump, um, or working with Biden, which I feel like makes more sense, uh, considering his, his, his little boy working with the... Ukraine or Turkey? I don't even remember. It's too late to think about that kind of stuff. Um, Or like some people say, it's lizard people. That's personally my favorite conspiracy. Um, Not because it's more believable, but because it's it's honestly just more exciting. Like, okay, yeah, maybe (laughs) there's some conspiracy theories I can't even... Well, what kind of gets me... um, a little, I don't know, excited? I don't know if that's the right word. The idea that I could talk about conspiracies in the sense of just describing them and defining them without having or without expressing any uh, preference or belief in them, and it would still get me flagged, which, well, it wouldn't absolutely, but it's a high probability, and I wouldn't be willing to risk that just to kind of blabber about some random conspiracy, but Needless to say, there's a whole lot of uh, talk and a whole lot of um, theories that fly around about what or who is controlling the narrative. Personally, I've kind of jumped around, but honestly, I can never really find a good spot to land because I honestly think that that's almost like, (laughs) I'm so paranoid if any of you guys have ever taken the Enneagram, um, which <laughs> it sounds very white girlish of me, be like, oh, an Enneagram, oh my gosh. Um, but to be honest, it was quite helpful because it made me realize that I do have an obsession with knowledge, with knowing everything to always be useful, to be independent. And my worst fear is basically not knowing, not like being able to be dependent or be useful so that also means I'm also very uh distrusting I'm very much like like when I hear a conspiracy theory I'm like that's crazy but in the back of my head I'm like is that what they want me to think is that what they're betting on so I kind of treat um mainstream information um a little suspiciously just in case just in case. Um, but yeah, so so it's interesting and kind of exciting to think about how there's some theories that even if I were to simply talk about them in a very neutral and objective way, um, I could get hashtag canceled. <sighs> so that's interesting. But personally and realistically, if I'm talking about what I really think. I've, I've needed to do more research into it. 
but it seems like a lot of the stages we've been going through as a nation and our cultural and social um, climate has been kind of reminiscent of the uh, four stages of um, infiltration when it comes to, I think it was Marxist takeover? Well, it's, you know, it's the process of um, like demoralization, frick, Ugh. demoralization, uh, radicalization. Uh, well, if you just look up like Marxist takeover four stages, you'll probably get it. I can't think of it because I'm very lightly buzzed and it's 3 a.m. So, but if anything, I think it might be a Fabian socialist thing. My government professor, my government professor, always told me I should use the term Fabian socialist unless I know what I'm actually talking about. But I think I understand what it means, and it's essentially someone who believes in the tenets of socialism, but more so in its traditional belief of like, if you're a socialist, you believe in the basics of socialism. If you're Fabian socialist. You believe in the temporary installment of socialism for the purpose of accelerating it to the, its breaking point to bring about communism or something like that. It's been a while since that government class I took or government theory. Personally, that one seems pretty probable to me um, just because the acceleration of capitalism and of the cultural. Uh, traditional like type of uh, environment that surrounds capitalism is to be accelerated to its boiling point which is kind of what we're seeing now with everyone getting so fed up with it um so yeah if anything i kind of feel like that's in my opinion the closest to it but you know kind of apparently we there's a bunch of people who think that uh we're incredibly fascist, or not we, I mean, I don't know, I don't think I'm fascist, but people who think that it's a fascist takeover and that Antifa is supposed to be the great uh, fighting force against it, which, okay, um, that's interesting, but on my earlier podcast, I talked about how some people seem to almost live in a different reality, and it's like you might look at the sky and you say, well, sky's blue today and they look at you sick what are you talking about it's green no it's blue dude what it's blue it's like no no it's green and then they get more aggressive and they start screaming that it's green and then they threaten to burn your house down if you don't admit and claim that it is green and it just becomes very distressing um oh that was a horrible analogy (laughs) but Anyways, it really feels like everything is just a bit of a game right now. Who can tell the correct lies and add the right amount of code words to their speeches in order to influence masses? Now, to be honest, I don't think that, I mean, my vote's going to be for Trump. Do I like the guy as a person? Not really. 
Do I trust the guy more? Heck yeah. Yeah, he exaggerates, he lies. But when he does that, it's more so out of his own accord. Like he's going to be like, oh yeah, but do it great. Everything's good. And then like you might, I don't know. It, it's like, but then when you hear the lies from Biden or from like the left, it's carefully constructed. It's so maniacal. And it's like, I'd rather have an individual with a brash attitude and a bit of a narcissistic like streak than have a very um, sinister operation like hiding behind the face of a very disillusioned and very old and sick old man talking about freaking corn pop. I don't even know. Um, so that's kind of my opinion and take on that. So maybe not really being lied to as much by the right. And honestly, I'm more of a centrist. So it's like, it takes a lot to get me talking good about one side, but well, the left is kind of left. <laughs> left is left. The left has really flown off the map. Like, if we were in a GTA 5 game, they'd be like that character that just goes like, is just acting normal, then just freaking clips through the map and just falls off to the face of the earth. It's like, oh, they're gone. <sighs> okay, then. Uh, I guess we're stuck with the uh, with the, the Trumpster, dumpster. <laughs> He's not that bad. I don't know. Who knows anymore? I don't understand how we can hate on each other so much, how there's so much hate. I mean, I can understand it, I guess, but why? Things are too complicated to validate such extreme, absolute hatred. But I guess that just kind of comes from the human, like, like, you know, our desire to simplify things, to put them in boxes, can't stand sitting in between black and white we can't stand the gray areas we have to categorize absolutely and hate and love absolutely there's no ability or tolerance for some middle ground which i mean that's it makes sense but i think it's a bit weak like come on too much of a pussy to accept that sometimes there's a gray area. Chad, come on, be a Chad, be a cool Chad that can accept moral dilemmas. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite superhero, well, I don't know if he's a superhero, growing up was always Rorschach from Watchmen. And something I loved because I heard his voice going over the trailer. Like, the trailer would be playing on my brother's TV. It would be booming because he had big speakers. He would talk about all the hedonistic politicians and elites just drowning in their vile activities and finally just succumbing to them. And I really feel like that would just be a beautiful outcome people that try to pull our puppet strings just succumbing to the consequences of 
their indulgent lifestyles. <laughs> but I think as I've grown older, I realize that Rorschach, he couldn't accept gray areas. It's definitely a weakness. As much as I hate to admit my boy Rorschach had any type of weakness. It's a little sad. I guess that's a sign of growing older. One thing I will say, while objective truth is important and being able to have certain moral absolutes that you stand for is very honorable and very important, it is equally important to remember that it, or to remind yourself that admitting defeat or admitting that you're wrong is not that is not like the end of the world. Heck, I freaking love admitting that I'm wrong sometimes. It's like, oh, oh, geez, I I learned something new. That's cool. Um, I'm not saying that's all the time. I would be human if I loved being wrong. That'd be weird. But the more open you are to accepting that perhaps your perception, your presuppositions, the information you've gathered could be susceptible to change, the more open you are to that, the more at peace you'll be with the changing climate as it is, socially, economic, or I don't know, economically, maybe, politically, etc. <sighs> Well, I guess I can start up this podcast again because I just saw that there's a bunch of people who randomly listen to it, and that's pretty cool. I don't know if y'all or they will come back to listen to this one, but it just reminds me that there's a better outlet there. Hmm. Today's time is, wow, it's 3.30. So next podcast episode, maybe Sunday night. Yeah, either Sunday night or Monday night, give or take. Probably talk about the uh, current, well, right now with those three officers that are one of the three officers in uh, the Taylor, Brianna Taylor, no-knock warrant thing, which turned out not to be a no-knock warrant. Um but the riots going on there might touch on that. Hope everyone stays safe. If you're in that area, the riots are going on, um, just play praying for you. Stay inside. Um, yeah, just <sighs> be smart. Please keep your lights off. If they confront, if you're confronted. Just like freaking raise your fist in the air and say the words they want you to say and go about your day. I know some people are like, oh no, don't do that. You're just giving in. It's like, if you have a family, if you have people to protect, you can get your revenge later if you really want to. I mean, at least I would. <laughs> sure, lie to their face, tell them you support them. And that you can like record their license plate or like memorize their facial features and freaking get them in prison for a while, you know, ruin their life. But in the moment, be smart about it. Anyways, peace out. Good night, y'all. Peace.